I'll just go ahead and just start this off because I'm so excited that I'm out here in um, what what area is this? It's um, southwest part of Houston. Southwest part of Houston, at your bites for help, bite for healthy. Tell bites me. for better health. You know, I keep wanting to call it healthy bites for health. Yeah. <laughs> that too, right? Too, yeah. So it's bites for better health. Yes. Yeah. And we've got uh, Dr. Bonda Nachala and Dr. Munish Chala who have been just wonderful supporters of Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. They're uh, sustaining members and they've adopted an animal out there and we're just, her name is Raj, mm -hmm. and we're just so grateful that you guys are here and the work you're doing, the work that you're doing. I've watched you, your careers go, you know, grow and today you're just having these presentations now, these workshops and people are paying attention to your lifestyle and uh, Ruiju, this is the first time you've uh, met the docs. What do you think about her talk? That she it did? was incredible. It was actually really inspiring. I, because uh, I'm not a health vegan at all, right? <laughs> personally, so for me being here, I think it's really good for me because first of all, it's something I'm not really well versed in. So when people ask me questions, I don't have the best answers. I always like refer them to someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, and second of all, just for myself as well, I don't have the healthiest. Like I'm, I'm not unhealthy, but I'm also not like as healthy as I could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just watching you and. Uh, Josh, I was like, man, I should probably eat more Whole Foods and, and walk a little more or something like that. Every time I hear whole, you know, these kind of inspirational uh, talks, I'm like, man, I need to do better. Gosh, I need to do better. And then I heard you today say, it's about the people you hang around too. It's yes. also about your tribe. Yeah. And, and it's not it's not just that like, I feel like I should do better. It's more that I'm inspired to do so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Who are we? We're the two. We're the who? The two. The two who? Rowdy. Rowdy, yes. Vegans. Vegan. Uh. Yes, that's who we are. This is the podcast. We haven't done this in a while because we yeah. haven't hung out in person for, for a while. So this is kind of exciting having yeah. an episode where we're together Actu in person. Actually together. It's, it's fun. Good stuff. It's fun. And you know, part of our mission is to inspire other vegans also. Mm -hmm. And you know, vegans are compassionate. They're lovely people. They're compassionate to the earth. They're compassionate to the animals. But by eating well, you're being compassionate to your own body. Mm -hmm. Then you can do more of the work, become even more rowdy, have even more energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you know, Dr. Manish, you know, I've got this 61-year-old bulge. Yes. And it really bothers me, you know. And yeah. I've been thinking about this a while, you know, that I really need somebody that I can kind of, kind of trust that knows me a little bit. You guys know me. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and I would... I would love to lose 15 or 20 pounds. Absolutely. And you know, we want you to lose pound, not just to look better, but to feel better. We want you to be healthy from the inside. So my wife and I are really just uh, getting ready to start a clinic. It's going to be called Lifestyle Docs. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about it. Tell me. I'm yeah. So I've been practicing internal medicine for 20 years um, and have enjoyed it but a lot of what um, what we learn in Western medicine is to only offer pills and procedures um, whereas this new field of lifestyle medicine is an evidence-based field that shows us that we can use lifestyle changes to improve our health and to prevent chronic diseases to manage chronic diseases and even reverse chronic diseases so first time in my life now, after 20 years of only increasing medicines on patients, I'm now starting to decrease medicines and wow. to take them off, take them off insulin, take them off, you know, 
blood pressure medicines and um, gout medications and erectile dysfunction medications and um, wow. yeah and yeah. actually reverse their diseases you know and the great thing is that you know when you're reversing these diseases the the weight you lose is just a byproduct you don't have to go on a diet you just eat healthy you reverse these diseases and you lose the weight naturally and you don't have to struggle you live in joy abundance you eat as much as you want you just got to eat the right food you just have to eat the right thing and you got to have the right foods around you yes right I mean, you got to be able to go to the grocery store and buy the right stuff and bring it home exactly yes. Because that's one of the, the biggest right. challenges. Because let me tell you, you've got a you've got a case on your hands here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have I have been totally raw. Mm-hmm. This is before I was vegan. I went totally raw. I went to uh, the Optimal Health Institute, mm-hmm. okay. and I did their two week program. I did all these fast fasting and um, watermelon juicing, and you know, um, I studied Ayurveda, and you know, back in the day, and. No, I've tried a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you know, and I always kept my weight off. You right. don't have a problem, but, <laughs> but you know, I always kept my weight off. You know, I was a yoga teacher for many, many years. I'm going back to my my yoga, but you know, it's just these last twenty years or so, about the, about the last ten years of my life, this mm-hmm. weight just has crept up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm vegan, plant based. But you know what I'm doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Hanging around Tommy. he loves those beyond meat burgers and beyond meat sausages and lots of oil and you know and um and how do you how am i going to do this with tommy around well we need to get him in the fold also get him yeah yeah so if you do this together as a tribe you know you've got another person already bought you know who can hopefully buy into this and if you have a friend or somebody who wants to do this with you, you can guys go. And lifestyle is not just about food. I mean, that's the most important thing. But I want you to exercise regularly. Pick something you like. I want you to take some time out. I know you do yoga and some meditation. That's wonderful. That reduces your stress hormones. And stress hormones can, you know, put pounds on our yeah, body. Absolutely. So what kind of, so like at the at the farm, just doing regular walking, just more walking than normal? Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you can do on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be you need to do gymnastics. It doesn't have to be some outrageous CrossFit. Just move can your body. dancing. Yeah. It's whatever you enjoy that Mo- is causing you to do movement um, counts. I could yeah. go out with Celie and just take her down, walk her through the forest. Absolutely. Yeah. Celie's my turkey, by the way. Yeah. 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 And, you know, whatever you do, do something you enjoy. And that way, exercises, you know, you burn more calories. But the other benefit of exercise is you look and feel better. Mm-hmm. And that gives you motivation to kind of stay on the path, stay on the... And I don't want this to be another diet. I want you to sort of change your eating pattern, get into this healthy lifestyle. And losing weight is just going to be a byproduct. You don't have to think about calories. You just, you know, stock your fridge and pantry with healthy foods, and this will happen automatically. So tell me how you're going to make this happen in, in my life so that as, as the weight falls off of me and I get a better lifestyle, I can share this wonderful, um, wonderful karma with others, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things is paying attention to the foods that you eat. So uh, you want to eat foods that are high in nutrient density, but not high in caloric density. So because we're eating so much junk food um, and we're not getting enough our nutrients, we're constantly craving more food because our body is hoping the next thing we put in our mouth will be nutritious, but then we put another junk food item in our mouth. 
And um, so what happens is when you go on a high nutrient diet, or what Joel Farman calls nutritarian diet, your appetite actually automatically goes down. Wow. Because you're getting the nutrients that your body is craving, um, and that's causing you to have a higher appetite. So what would you do like for somebody like Ryuji that he doesn't need to lose weight, but he eats a lot of junk. So what would you do for him? Yeah, I mean, it's the same diet. So same diet and lifestyle. Even though in your case, weight is not an issue, but we still want you to be at optimal health. So you can do and things, you know, as vigorously as you want to. If you want to run a 5K, I want you to be able to do that without, you know, getting too stressed, without getting, you know, huffing and puffing at the end of the day. And when you feel good, you look good, your body gets more well-defined, you know, there's always room for improvement. 100%. So, I want to I ask you a really basic question, actually, when you were talking about exercise and doing something yeah. that you like. So yeah. is, is exercise more about, like, consistency? Or is it about time of exercise? Is it about, is it about intensity of exercise? Like, you know, how would you, how would you balance that? Like, for example, if you... <laughs> I feel super basic. I'm like, I should know this. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I exercise, like, really intensely for, say, like, a, a <laughs> short amount of time, yeah. would that compensate for, say, if I, if I just walked for a couple hours a day? Like, how... Absolutely. And there's actual good research. Yeah. Very good question. Not yeah, a basic excellent. question at all. That's an excellent question. So they actually have guidelines. Mm -hmm. If you practice in high intensity, mm -hmm. you need to only do that for an hour and 20 minutes. 75 minutes a week. 75 minutes a week of high, high, high intensity. She knows the numbers 150 better, so. minutes a week for regular moderate, moderate intensity. intensity. And they would create the same results. They would create and, the same results. And what's, the, what's the mechanism behind that? So, so we can understand how that works. So basically, when you're exercising, moving your body, you're you know increasing your metabolism at that point. So that helps you kind of burn your calories more efficiently. So when you're really going into high aerobic fitness, your metabolism is getting really revved up. So not only is your metabolism revved up while you're exercising, it gets revved up even when you're not exercising. So when you're walking, you know metabolism is going up slightly. But to get the same results, you just need to do it longer. So someone who's younger, if they can do high intensity, that's great. Someone who's a little bit older, I caution them to do high intensity because there's also more prone for injury. Yeah. Right. So when you're doing things for you know full throttle, you can kind of injure yourself also. Yeah. So there's a balance. You know, you want to do some uh, light activity, some moderate activity, and some high intensity activity. But your metabolism, if you're trying to get the most, you can sort of you know. Uh, bang for your buck if you do high intensity you can get away with doing less amount or less time got it makes sense wow and it's about the metabolism because a lot of my patients will say well I was on the treadmill for 20 minutes and it told me I only burned 50 calories that's not even a cookie so what's the point but there is a point even though during that time you only burn 50 calories the days that you exercise you burn more calories throughout the day so okay. it's more than what just the treadmill numbers are showing you because it increases your metabolism right. throughout the day as well right. exactly. I see. wow exactly. so how did you two i'm just curious because i've never asked you this question how did you two meet did you meet in college and did you have you always were you were you like doctors before you met or did y'all become no, doctors no we met through our parents 
Oh, and you know, we're through uh, mutual friends we, of our of our parents. Yeah, they told us about each other, and you know, first your first reaction is if someone your parent tells you about someone, you're like, so, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> Next, yeah. <laughs> but there was just something about her. I said I need to get to know this person better, <laughs> and I'm guessing she felt the same way. Yeah. So they, his parents lived in Austin. He was doing his residency in Houston. Um, my parents lived in Dallas, and I was in medical school in Dallas. So somebody moved from Austin to Dallas and said, you know what, you guys are very similar. You may want to, yeah. Get to know each other better. Yeah, and there yeah. You go. so it was a phone relationship for a while. And, you know, until then she moved down to Houston and we got And I matched in medical center for my residency. I picked that because he was already doing his training here. So, so how did you make the evolution and the shift to finally jump off that cliff, really, of, you know, normalized medicine? I mean, you know, medicine today is normalized to have the pills, the procedures, mm-hmm. you know, um, all of that. So how did you make that jump? We actually became vegans before we became plant-based doctors. Um, so for me, it was that the universe kept sending me vegan patients, end of 2012. Um, and they educated me about the ethical aspects, the environmental aspects, and the health aspects. And then, then we did our own research. Um, and yeah, actually for 15 years of our marriage, I was vegetarian and he was not. I was an omnivore. And so when I kept getting vegan patients and we did the research, he comes to me and says, you know, if you've been vegetarian for nonviolence and compassion reasons, you're going to need to go vegan. (laughs) (laughs) And then he became vegan with me. Yeah. And the switch for me came, I went to a 10 day Vipassana course, a meditation course. So when I came back from this course, I said, I, you know, I cannot hurt another living person. It's just something in my mind. It just, I just made the connection that to satisfy my taste buds, I'm hurting another, another sentient being. So I said, I'm not going to do this. So, you know, that's around the universe sent her vegan patients. So something was lining up in her life and in my life, and it just coincided. So we became vegan together. He was vegetarian only for five months. Yeah. And then it was <laughs> then vegan, vegan together. Wow. And yeah. look what you're doing now with this, with this new practice. So tell us when your launch is for Lifestyle Doc. So we were saying, you know, June or July, but it's going to take the place that we're, you know, signing contract for. It needs a little bit of construction because we want to have a large multi-purpose room where we can do group you know, potlucks, we can do group discussions, we can do yoga, we can do meditation. So it's going to be a typical... And cooking doc- demos. And cooking demos, thank so you. So that's not a typical office, clinical, you know, so we need to build these things. So it's going to take a little while. I'm going to tell you a secret. Yeah. yeah. Y'all listening? It's a secret. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> You know we're moving, you know, and yeah. we, we've got an architect, you know, working on designs and all because, um, you know, we're, we bought 147 acres and the visitor center is going to have a cafeteria. Nice. And we're going to have a, um, a yoga area, meditation. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we're going to have a uh, room where we're going to be able to seat at least you know, 250 people oh, for conferences. Wow. Oh, wow. So Wait. all of this, yeah, we're getting ready to, to you, you're hearing about it kind of first, yeah. uh, but we are creating this right now. A capital campaign's on its way, and awesome. we got uh, the major funding for the down payment for the property. That's awesome. From one of our yeah. amazing funders. Wow. But all this is coming, so you're going to be able to bring this awesome lifestyle doc technology yeah. to 
Uh, Walder, Texas soon, too. We'd be excited to. We'd be happy to. I, I mean, know. anywhere we want, we can spread the plant-based message with you. We are right behind. I know you. because you're also so ahimsa. You're also, you know, your your doctors uh, spreading the plant-based message for health. You know, with that that backbone of ahimsa and nonviolence for the animals, which to me, I mean, what a better what you just can't ask for a better combination. <laughs> and you know, we became like she said, vegan first, and then we came across uh, PCRM, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And we learned there are other physicians who are vegan, but they're also taking it a step further. They've done more research, they've, which shows that you can treat diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, even cancer, with a healthy plant-based lifestyle. So, I mean, that's all the information we needed. And then we did our own research. And I mean, there's no question that this is the healthiest diet for the human animal. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that actually, because uh, you know, a lot of people argue on this on this health thing where, yeah. for example, I'm not a health expert. I mean, I know these facts, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not probably as clear as you on, on my sources and, and things like that. I have some idea, mm -hmm. but I don't have a super, super clear idea. And so w under what authority uh, are we saying when we say that a plant-based diet is the most healthy diet? Because, for example, like like you said, like, you know, um, and I'm, like you brought it up in your in your talk earlier, but I would love for you to talk about it. Is that people would tell me things like, "Oh, well, you know, like a lot of the studies that vegans use to back up their points um, also doesn't take into account the fact that vegans are healthier in other ways, like they exercise more, which is clearly not true, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at least for some of us." Yeah. And uh, so, so you know, I, I, I want to know, like, you know, for everyday people doing their own research, or even for vegans to be more informed, what are the sources that we are citing? Um, or how should we be doing research when we are trying to back up our claims that a plant-based diet or lifestyle is healthy? And you want me to start? Uh, yeah. Um, so we have a lot of research. Um, one from people like T. Colin Campbell, the China study. Yep. We have a lot of research from Dr. Esselstyn on reversing heart disease with plant-based diet. And then we have a lot of trials from people like Dean Ornish, who have done lifestyle trials mm -hmm. where they have shown reversal of heart disease and also prostate cancer and also um, improvements in epigenetics to where people who did his um, five-year, um, he did his lifestyle trial five years later, their telomeres were actually longer. So telomeres are these things at the ends of our DNA that basically shorten with age. So as these get shorter and shorter, we start getting old age and disease and die. So we had no idea in science that telomeres could actually get longer. They can like, get longer? They can yes. get longer. That's what Dean Ornish's trial showed, that um, the telomeres get longer. Another one of his trials showed um, a lot of stuff with epigenetics to where um, vegan plant-based diet along with other lifestyle changes caused several of the bad genes to turn off and wow. good healthy genes to turn on. See, that's amazing. So this is people the, always have the excuse, you know, right. well, it's my genetics. Right. Yeah. right. And right. this is, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm doing this diet and it's, you know, I can reverse diabetes or I can lose weight and my inflammatory markers are down. And, you know, they can reduce their inflammatory markers by using a variety of diets, but there has been no diet other than a plant-based diet which has shown that you can reverse heart disease. Mm -hmm. Not keto diet, not paleo diet, not any diet 
there's no peer-reviewed literature out there which shows that with this diet and lifestyle, you can actually reverse diseases. And the Dean Ornish trial she mentioned, they used a lifestyle instead. They also used stress management, non-smoking. But Dr. Esselstyn, the other giant in this field in cardiology, he basically prescribed a whole food plant-based diet, did not make any other intervention. Yeah. And even there, he showed just with diet alone that they can reverse heart disease. Right. You know, you know what, I've got to say this. And excuse me for no, butting in right then, but during, I guess it was in the late 80s or early 90s, I met Dr. Ornish. Oh, I okay. went to Yogaville. Okay. Oh, you know Yogaville? I've heard of it. Yeah. Swami Satchidananda Zatram. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is a devotee of, of Swami Satchidananda. Right. And I met him and Dr. Amrita McClanahan. Okay. Oh, okay. She too is a cardiologist. Oh, and okay. the she was living there. I met him, and I was just again, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm, I take all these notes, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. And I'll hang out with the people for a while. I'll do really good, and then I'll, you know, I, it's not that I'm terrible, right. you know, because I, I do, I do have a pretty healthy diet. Mm -hmm. But it's just as I grow older, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sitting around with my husband. And Tommy will do this if I do it because I won't, I won't buy the stuff. Yeah, there you go. And he's followed you before, right? right? He's followed you in a vegan diet. So he's, he's going to follow you in a yeah. healthy yeah. vegan diet. Absolutely. He'll follow me with a no oil. Is it no oil at all? Decreased, yeah. Very low And oil. we can go on a transition. It's, yeah. We don't want to shock your system or we want you to do something that's sustainable. Yeah. We want you to definitely help you lose weight, but we don't want you to gain it back next year. And you know what Tommy always says, you know, he always says, veganism was shoved down my throat. Yeah. I chewed it up and I liked it. <laughs> Well, now I can just hear him say, uh, plant-based plant diet was shoved down my throat. I chewed it up. Kale was shoved down my throat. Kale was shoved Hell yeah. I'm sorry. What were you going to oh, say? Yeah, do you I, remember? I, I wanna, yeah, I do remember. I wanted to ask you because, yeah. uh, you know, when you say that, uh, for example, there's no other peer-reviewed literature that right. has been published on other diets. Right. So uh, I want to know, and I, and I know we have to go in a second, so I'm keeping track as well. Thank you. Um, but you know what, what does that mean or because i'm sure that like mm -hmm. you know some people could say well i've seen like i i read article i've read articles that say that whatever other diet like also also does this and, and things like that mm -hmm. so um to, to explain it further because you know peer-reviewed okay okay means that it's been accepted by the academic world or right. the, the actual scientific community so it's more exactly. of a scientific consensus right um so i'm guess i'm guessing that's part of it what is the other part of it too where uh when we talk about you, you know all the people that you cited in the and the studies that you cited mm -hmm. what makes what makes them have results that we can actually trust is it because they've been replicated over a long period of time with different people exactly or, you know, like that is that is that what it is so that's part of it i mean she mentioned the adventist studies in california yep. and these are you know healthy people overall you know they don't smoke they all practice good stress management they all spend time in their community. They you know, have prayer as their thing. The only thing different about them is their diet. So some eat little to no meat at all, and others eat maybe three to six times a week. So not the standard American diet, which is like you know, 14, 15 meals are meat-based. So they're eating much less meat, but compared to those that are not eating any meat, there's a big difference on who gets the high blood pressure, who gets the diabetes, 
who has obesity. So these are wonderful populations to study because mm -hmm. all the other factors you say, well, it could be that they're not smoking, it could be that they're moving, but they're all doing this. Mm -hmm. And yet the people who are not eating any meat versus the people who are eating what we'd say moderate amount of meat, there's a big difference on who gets the diabetes, who gets the high blood pressure, who gets the obesity. And, for, and how many years was and the these study? Are, right, and these are 20 years, decades, tw decades studies. Yeah. And the same thing with, uh, with, the same on, thing with on, T. Colvin Campbell in, uh, in China. 20 years. That was a years. study done in collaboration with Cornell University, Oxford University, and Chinese Preventive Task Force. Yeah. Um, and it was a 20-year study that looked at 65 counties in China. That's what really people. turned Tommy's switch. Mm -hmm. Right. Was Dr. Campbell's uh, mm -hmm. study. Yeah. Study. So yeah. these, you know, large studies, like you mentioned, they're done in decades. And they have large number of people, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. There's your answer. So there is no study <laughs> with paleo diet. They have that large a sample size. Mm -hmm. There's no study in the paleo literature which has that length of time people were studied. They're just other diets and things. They're just looking at biomarkers. And if you lose weight for any reason, if you smoke, you're going to lose weight. If you do illicit drugs, you can lose weight. If you exercise eight hours a day, you can lose weight. So just losing weight is not what we're going for. Right. We want you to be healthy. We want you to live longer and have a healthy lifespan and a better health span. Mm -hmm. so Reminds me of my yoga teacher that said this one time. She said this to me. It's not about, it's, it, it's about your lifestyle. It's about all of your tires going flat at the same time. Mm -hmm. Instead of one tire going flat and then you hop along for 10 years on just three wheels. Mm -hmm. And then five or six oh, years later, another tire really goes flat. Analogy. And then you're hopping along and you can go not as fast at all, but you're still moving on two wheels somehow. Yeah. And then another one. Yeah. And then next thing That's you know, you, can have, you can't talk, you can't walk, you can't, you know, you're just a mess. Right. And then all tires go flat and you and you didn't remember anything you don't know anybody you're yeah. just a mess yeah. right. and then, but when you do right eat right live right mm -hmm. you know you all your tires go out at once Absolutely. you know you live a happy blissful life right yeah. that's an awesome yeah. analogy yeah really <laughs> yeah that's what this i mean she really really got that through to me and yeah. so i've tried in my 61 years to you know i meditate uh, most of the time I do meditate. I hang out with, mm -hmm. you know, a really good tribe of people because I'm sober. And so yeah. I hang out with a lot of sober friends. Wonder. And, uh, you know, I hang out with a lot of vegans, you know, mm -hmm. and I really... And they're going, good people. And going vegan <laughs> really helped me with so many other things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it helped me look at the whole world different, mm -hmm. not just my, my diet, mm -hmm. not just my concern for the animals, but also the way I treat people, the way I look yeah. at people, the way I look at cultures. I mean, it just changed it's everything. It's a more loving, compassionate way of living. Yeah, and so now this, you bring, you're you bringing in a whole other element that I've always kind of gravitated to, mm -hmm. but now that I'm older, you know, and married to an ex-rancher, uh, you know, I, <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with y'all's help. Tommy's going to do it with me. Awesome. Uh, because you know what I was thinking too a while ago is, you know, cattle ranchers and doctors kind of have, one, you know, a similar issue. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you stop doing the status quo, when you mm -hmm. stop ranching like we ran, used to do, yeah. people look at you like, you're doing what? Yeah, people look at it. And so they're like looking at you guys. You're, mm -hmm. you're doctors. You're supposed right. to be doing X, Y, Z to achieve certain results, and you're doing what? Yeah. yeah. So how are you how are you dealing with that within your your community of medical peers and whatnot? So a lot of doctors they're doing the standard X, Y, Z, but most of them see value in what we're doing. 
but they're not quite ready to do it themselves. They are, you know, they, it's just easier to be in the status quo. So I get very few uh, doctors in the lunchroom who sort of question that what I'm telling them the data. They agree with the data, but they say it's very hard for me to practice because it means I have to change, I have to change my practice, yeah. and it's the way I'm trained, and also right now the way the medical uh, reimbursement, reimbursement model is, it doesn't take time, you know, it takes 30 minutes to tell someone to you need to eat a healthy diet, and this is what you need to do, where you can write a prescription for diabetes. Be gone in 10 minutes. Well, it's, just like the, it's just like the animal agriculture uh, subsidies, you know, in yeah. ranching. You yeah. know, you get that money. If you go vegan and have a sanctuary, they're not going to give you any money yeah. yet. You know, it's kind of the same the same problems exactly. we're having here, you yeah. know? Because we get paid for sick care, not health care. We don't get paid to keep our patients healthy. We get paid when they're sick and they come in to see so us. So, you know, we got the rancher advocacy program. You know what I'm thinking? Yes. The doctor advocacy program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. We need it. We need it. And on that note, I think we're going to close this because we all got to get back yeah. uh, to the conference. But thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate it so much. I want to link down in the show notes for the show all the things that we talked about. I was thinking, are, are, are a lot of these studies, are, are they like public? Like, can you just find Absolutely. them? Absolutely. Okay, can... so we'll link them as well. Um, Give us all your studies. And yeah. apart from that, look out for uh, before and after of the Renee transformation. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be fun. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your listenership so very much. Episodes come out every Friday. In any case, we'll talk to you next week. And who are we, Renee? We are the two. The two rowdiest. Vegans. Vegans ever. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two. Two rowdy vegans, two, two rowdy vegans, one plus one equals two rowdy vegans. <laughs> <laughs>